When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 56 of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lex town, Josh Hopkins. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Rex Everett Chapman. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Look at our shirts. Go Cats. We're, sh- we're showing our pride because we have an interesting guest. We have we a wanna, nice guest on today. Put it right in his face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We do. Um, How's yeah, your week so how- been? Everything's been good, bud. Just hanging out, chilling, chilling here in uh, up in Brooklyn. Yeah, and you're in Austin. You are in Austin. I see. Yep. yep. Yes, I am. I am. Hey, before it's... before we get too far into anything, um, book club. Have you read book anything club. this week? Uh, you know, I didn't think I was going to have time, but I was flipping the channels, huh. and it was like one of those old, like you know, and I saw Bowser. Remember Bowser and, and Solo? Yeah. yeah, and I read, yeah. I read, I read Shanana. Like you a did. couple episodes, I read it. Yeah, oh. that thing is crazy. It's no, like a variety no, show no, book. No, that's a that's it was it's a TV show. It's a TV show. You didn't read anything. You're confused again. You're confused. Oh, yeah, that's not a book. That's oh not yeah, book. That, I didn't read anything then. Then what yeah. about you? Uh, I did not read a thing. I really? slept. Oh, did I sleep? I got caught up. Man, I got some Z's. I got Z's every single day. Every time I got up, I was like, there's a book. Straight back to sleep. Got my sleep in. Didn't sleep read is important. It's yeah. important. You well, got to catch up on sleep. What are you supposed to read when you're exhausted? You can't do that. Reading, what am I wake up, put me to sleep, reading a book right away? Yeah. No. Got to no. sleep. I read nothing. I read. All right. That's been book club. Uh, episode 56, Josh, mm, uh, mm-hmm. 56, famous 56s. There's only hmm, one Anything person. jump out? Anything yes. at all? Yeah. I want to let you do it, though. Okay. 56. Snifter. No. Yeah, he's oh, a great high school silly. ball. Now you're being silly. When there's only one of them, you know you're one of the all-time greats. LT Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. 56. I mean, Michael owns 23, I would say, right? Owns it. Yes, owns it. he does. Um, 56 LT, both Carolina guys. Weird. Wow. Both Ooh. Carolina Gee, guys. They, they own some numbers. Yes, they do. Apple Hill. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. do. Uh, 56. Anybody else? 56. Oh, I do know one. A uh, personal friend, Chris Dolman. Chris Dolman, uh, 56, football player. Very good. Very good career. Um, that's, that's about all the 56s I know, not a basketball yeah, number. Yeah, no, no, that's where I fit. You know, I'd go me, Dr. J, if I had to remember, because I'm a five. So I'd go yes. me, Dr. J. Dr. J. So if I had to remember 56. Five, six. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd go Jason Kidd, five, Dr. J, six, five, six. Actually, I'd go five, me, and then I'd go, ooh, six is three plus three. So I go me, Rex, Rex. 
That's what I, how'd I do? <laughs> oh, you know what, uh, Josh? Let's just uh, let's get to our guest today. Uh, yeah, both yeah. of us know this guy. Uh, yep. Fantastic person. Um, he's he ha- he's on the social media. He has some haters. He's um, notorious. Uh, yeah, as for far as the big some, blue nation goes. Yeah, our our Wildcat fans don't love him. I would say, uh, or some of them don't. Uh, but both of us kind of know him as a, as a guy and yeah. you cannot help, but like the guy we're about to have on for episode 56, college hoops analyst for stadium, 30 plus years covering hoops. We have Jeffrey Neil Goodman. Welcome, Jeff. I, I love the full name introduction. They asked what me, we the do. producer asked me and he said, what, you know, Rex uh, uses everybody's full name. You know, what's your middle name? I said, well, like Kentucky fans probably call me Slapdick. So you could use that if you <laughs> want. <as my> <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why do our fans hate you? I don't get it. Oh, and I, don't, I don't think they all do, but some definitely no. do. Some of you them hate me. Is, so you know what it is? Fans are fans. And a lot of them can't be realistic. And I've been very positive about Kentucky over the years. I've been very negative, like when they hired Clyde, right? When they hired Clyde, I killed it from day one. Um, the end of the Tubby era, I probably hammered. And then I apologize to Tubby since because what I didn't understand with Tubby and what I got wrong was that it wasn't apples to apples how he was cr- recruiting. He wasn't cheating. So, therefore, he wasn't getting top 50 players. So, I apologized to him in person uh, at Frank Martin's uh, benefit down in South Carolina. I said, man, like, I feel awful because I was young. I don't think I understood it back then. And nobody it did. wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. The yeah. guy was doing it the right way. And we were all killing him for it. How did you know Billy Clyde was a terrible hire? To me, it was like, look, this guy doesn't have a family. He leaves. He eats it and breathes it. But I didn't know. You know, I went out connected like you. Why did you know? Well, first of all, I, I had known him. You know, again, you guys know, like I came up in the recruiting world. So I knew Clyde. I, I had been around Clyde. I had seen Clyde treat people like absolute dog right. shit in person. So mm. I knew it wasn't going to work with high-profile players. Like what he did at Texas A&M worked because he had a bunch of kids that had nowhere else to go, really. Like they didn't have the elites recruiting them. Where at Kentucky, you tried treating those kids like that way, Oof. and they're all like, shit, I could have went to Kansas. I could have went to Car- – I came here to play for this dude? Right. And then the the other thing was, this is one I knew for sure. I don't know if you guys were there at that Midnight Madness with with Clyde, but they had the curtains around them and they pulled the curtains up, I think. And you saw his face. And and literally when you saw his face, when the curtains pulled up and he saw the crowd, it was almost like he had seen a ghost. Like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? (laughs) There's no way I'm going to. He wanted to be able to go out in anonymity in college yeah. station and, and get shit faced and have fun and nobody care. And you right. can't do that in Lexington. No, it was no, that, no, and no. very, and it's not, well, they're, I, they're different coaches, but it wasn't, it wasn't completely uh, unlike what Eddie went through at, right. in Lexington. Eddie had more success uh, obviously, at, but he also was coming from, you know, a little rock, and you couldn't do the things he was doing, you know, and yet it was constant, you know, he was drinking and doing all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, he was doing it. Jeff, growing up in uh, Massachusetts, uh, what impact did basketball have on you at, at an early age? Did you play? And how much of that uh, was because of the Celtics? Yeah, so you're not going to believe this. My favorite player, Rex, my favorite player growing up, you're going to like this one, wore number 22 for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, not Andrew Tony. Andrew Tony. Wow, yes. great call, Rex. Great. Yeah, well, he was – how old are you, Jeff? I'm 51. Sorry, I should know that. 50. Yeah, so you and Josh are the same age. But, yeah, I grew up – the Sixers were my team. Like, I yeah. – yeah, I didn't – I just liked them. I liked Doc and then Billy Cunningham yeah. – or not, Billy Cunningham, and they had uh, Mark Ivoroni and Moses, oh. and it was just a fun team. But Andrew Tony was my guy. Why Andrew? Because he torched the Celtics. So I went against my dad. My dad loved oh, the Celtics. Wow. Loved Larry Bird. Loved him. And okay. I was just tired of him. I was Look, tired of him. We're right so to the like, center right. of Jeff Goodman. We're yes. raw, vivisecting right I away. All the emotions, the, the his fatherhood relationship. This is fantastic. <laughs> Kid. Sorry, sorry. Keep going. Oh, keep going. So, yeah, he was the Boston Strangler. Because he would put up 40 against the Celtics. every. He would have been a Hall of Famer. Like, that, again, the people watching are going to be bored by this. We won't stay on this for long. No, they're not. He would have been a Hall of Famer. He had the best damn first step. Um, big, strong. Danny Ainge, I just saw a clip the, like the other day, Danny Ainge years ago saying he was the hardest person he ever had to guard. Well, they didn't have anybody. DJ couldn't guard him either. He was just, he and had such, traded for him, he, right? he had such good balance and he yeah. had such good elevation. And even if you knew he was going to shot fake, escape dribble, and pull up, you still couldn't smother it. He was a nightmare. But that was your favorite guy. Did you like the Sixers? Love the Sixers. Okay. Okay. I so mean, you, I did. I was a complete, like I said, you were. He was. He was like I was. I was a Louisville fan growing up. Were you really? So yeah. So you're it. I get kind of get the. I was yeah. a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Love Mike Quick, Wilbur Montgomery, Harold Carmichael, all those dudes. Like wow. I, and now, you know, I've always kind of grown up knowing I probably wanted to do this because I wasn't going to be able to, to play at a high level like Rex. When did you know that? And uh, did you uh, were you serious about playing at any time? I mean, I, I was a baseball player growing up. OK, uh, I was five, seven when I graduated high school. So, wow, would, really? When I got to Arizona, I grew. Um, so I would play pickup with. God rest his soul, uh, Sean Rooks a lot. Yeah, and some of yeah. those guys at Arizona. And wow. I had grown at that point. I was 6'2", 6'3". And, um, like, I was okay. I wasn't great, but I knew how to play at least. Right. Um, baseball was kind of my sport growing up. But I knew even, even with baseball, I wasn't going to be good enough. So I interviewed James Worthy when I was, like, 14 years old. I went down, wow. went down to the, to the uh, hotel. It was the Marriott Copley Hotel in Boston. That's <laughs> where everybody and, stayed. And literally just lied and said, hey, I'm uh, from my school paper uh, doing a story. Can, you know, both him and Michael Cooper were like, yeah, call back later. So me and my buddy, we went back home and uh, we were like, holy shit, what, how do we, what do we do here? We're like 14. My voice hadn't changed. So I sounded like a girl. I mean, legitimately, <laughs> if I play back these interviews... It sounds like a girl. Oh, it's great. great. I'm like, all right, how do we record this shit? Because now you got all these, you know, technology, whatever. Back then, we didn't have anything like that. Oh. So I had to use, you remember the answer machines with a little cassette? In oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
So I had to record it that way. I hit record, and every two seconds with James Worthy and Michael Cooper, it was beep, beep. And you can hear the whole thing. So it was beeping every two seconds with a 14-year-old girl, basically like who it sounded, asking the dumbest fucking questions uh, in the world. That's who gold, was your right? idol when you were younger? Like, it's just dumb shit. But is that when you caught the fever for yes. it? Was that like Hell you yeah. never looked back after yeah. that day? What yeah, did you I like about it? it? I what liked was it. it. I knew I knew I could be good at it. I wasn't intimidated by anybody uh, other than Carl Malone. Carl Malone in person yeah. intimidated. Well, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. see that. Nice hat, by the way. Uh, I didn't know you were Great. such a big Kentucky fan. I'm trying, man. I'm trying with with Indiana. Well, Number we met one. your daughter. Both and I, both Josh and I have met your daughter, Talia. Yeah. Um, I, Josh, go ahead. Where did you meet Talia? Uh, well, Jeff, talk a little bit about how, how we know one another. This when is was an the interesting first, story. I was thinking of this, Josh. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we, we hung in 2000 uh, in, in, in New Orleans, right? Right. But it wasn't before, before that. Before that, you, I think, contacted on, on through Twitter about because i was following you yeah and then you contacted you know a, a message is you this said, our our new orleans yeah yes. yeah 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 but yes. this is before that I okay believe, before that okay okay but you uh you said you thought i was really cute no you said that <laughs> your <laughs> that your wife was a huge cougar town fan That's, this is true this is 100 yeah. true i'm old now so i forget you all the time, mm-hmm. Josh. yeah, yeah. But you're 100. We w- we would watch Cougar Town all like religiously, loved it. And then I saw Josh was this huge Kentucky fan. Maybe it was in an episode. I think it was in yeah, an episode. I, I always put stuff in there. Yeah, I always and put Kentucky stuff. Yeah, I was like, I got to reach out to this dude. And he's like the only Kentucky fan that, at least outwardly, he probably did hate me at that point. But he didn't <laughs> admit it. He didn't admit he hated me at that point, Rex. Yeah, I thought it was cool because this guy, the Cougar Town and and college basketball worlds don't collide often. So, Never, right? <laughs> so I thought it was really cool. And then you came out to L.A. and you visited the uh, the set. Yeah, Josh Remember got that? me on. Bill Ryder will never. Bill Ryder, who's now, do you know who? Do you know Bill still, Josh? He he does a, a national radio show for uh, CBS. He's done national okay. radio for a while. He came out with me. He, he will not forget to this day, um, Courtney Cox came over that, that oh, wow. in the middle and she had like lost her voice. She had like <laughs> no voice left. So she sounded like I sounded like a girl years ago. Yeah. She sounded like a guy this day. And yeah. he, he thinks it was hilarious. And we were hanging out with the other, uh, I forget her name, the blonde woman. Yeah. Yes. Uh, busy. Uh, busy. Yeah, she, she was just sitting there shooting the shit with us for like a half an hour while you guys were shooting another scene. She was awesome. I mean, the whole deal was like very, very cool. And again, like to me, Hey, to be on this pot, if, if you had ever told me that I would be on this podcast 10 years ago when Cougar town was going with Rex Chapman and Josh Hopkins, I would have been like, no effing way, no way in hell. And I would have been like, what's a podcast? Yeah. (laughs) We all would have been like that. Right. Uh, 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 well, I just remember because, you know, I was just like, I'd shoot a scene and cut and come over. I'd be like, who do you think the best junior high school player is right now? And do you think the cats are in on him? You're out of your mind. I'm like, who is this dude? Like, why does, 
Like, why does he know? How does he care? Yeah. This is how it always works, right? I'm trying to think who else is like this. Um, But Josh is like this one. I'm trying to find out as much as I can about his world. Mm. And he won't let me. He won't let me because he's asking these dumbass questions about, again, because <laughs> back then I was so plugged into recruiting, too. Yeah. I'm not nearly as much anymore, but I knew everybody back then. And he's Oh, like, they breathe it. Kid. He and his friends that he grew up with, they know everyone. They know yes. everyone. They I watch know. all their mixtapes, all of that. Sick. Yeah, but you know what? It's really it's the same. It's the same fans as it was when I was a kid. Everyone knew where Sam Bowie was from. He's from Lebanon, Pennsylvania. How tall he is, what his sister's name is. It's just now we have the Internet. Steph Curry's record breaking three pointer. Jason Tatum's buzzer beating alley-oop. John Morant's poster dunk. NBA Top Shot is where the greatest moments from NBA history are turned into officially licensed digital collectibles. NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards by making it easier to buy, sell, and collect by removing the hassle of grading, shoeboxes, and shipping fees. You can buy or sell moments in a few clicks and access them at any time on your phone or computer. Your collection is always at your fingertips. Start collecting Top Shot moments in any way you want. Collect rookie moments from future stars like Evan Mobley and Kay Cunningham. Collect throwback moments from former NBA stars like Shaq and Allen Iverson. Or collect moments from your favorite team to gain access to exclusive perks. Grab your starter pack today and Top Shot will give you $20 back to start your collection and pick up some of your favorite moments in the marketplace. Go to about.com nbatopshot.com slash bballnews and get in the game today. I had a spotlight on, you know, as a high schooler. I can't imagine having a, a camera because when Ronnie I wasn't James. playing. When I, mean, I wasn't Ronnie playing. James right now. Imagine yeah, I, can't right. Ronnie James. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. And the kid is unbelievable. I know. I don't know him, but watching him in person. Not surprised. His amazing. dad's unbelievable. Correct. His mom's unbelievable. Okay. It's it's amazing Amazing. that they have any haters at all. You can't hate that kid. You You cannot. If you hate that kid, I hate you. (laughs) There is no reason you should possibly be able to say the only thing you could say about him. And and I've said this is like and it's more for LeBron. I feel bad for Bronny because I think LeBron's doing a disservice to him right now by saying, uh, you know, basically, I want to play with him so bad. I want to just let the kid run his own race here. I don't think he's a one and done. So don't put him in a spot where I think the expectations are going to be so high that you're, you're, you're hurting him and his long-term future potentially, because as a dad, and I get it, man, I want to work with my daughter someday. I, in the worst way, I want to work with my daughter, but you got to look at it objectively. And a lot of fathers don't do that with their kids. Yeah, but also a lot of fathers aren't the greatest, maybe greatest yep. basketball player ever in history Very uh, true. or second. No, I'm, I'm with you completely. Second. And I love second. that family. You're right. Second. second. Okay. Second. Um, Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, Jeff, Jeff uh, real quick before I forget this. Uh, well, I want to get your take on this. Uh, where is, uh, where's Dewan Wagner's son going to play basketball? I think he should college. play for Louisville. I do. I think he should. And, and if I'm John Calipari, I'm not that upset if he plays for Louisville. I'm not. I just think there, there's only one basketball. And I don't think after watching him and Dillingham at the PHM that they are going to fit in well together. I ju- And I don't think the big guys are going to be happy because they're never going to see the ball. Never. 
So, so th- those guys need the ball. Both of them ju- are ball you, you dominant. Just crushed, you just crushed Josh, by the way. And I have a I'm take on saying. this too, but go ahead. Yeah, please. No, continue. no. Listen, I, I have ahead. fears of chemistry problems in that regard, for sure. He and Dillingham are, are, are you know, ball heavy. They both shoot quite a bit, but are streaky. Not Neither one of them is just like, you know, the, 46% three point shooter. They, they, they shoot a lot. I worry about that, but of course I can only think that adding the number one or number two player in the class can help, but you, yeah. you don't think so. No. You think we'd be better off without it. It's fit. It's fit. It's fit. It's fit. And to me, Dillingham's a better player. Like I like Dillingham because he can make people better. Dewan Wagner doesn't really make people better consistently. He's really? Now you know more. He's a, yeah. he's a high volume guy. Dillingham's got some high volume in him too, but I Dillingham's electric to me. And, and I think he's a better shooter than mm-hmm. Wagner. He didn't shoot it great in the PTM. Neither one did, but um, yeah. I, I just, it's fit to me is the most important thing, right? Like even with this year's team, and I'm sure we'll get there with Oscar. Okay. I love Oscar more than ever. Like mm-hmm. I fell in love with him last year. After right. I fell in love with him. Yeah. Um, yeah get in line. Right. I mean, he's the best. He is the best. He is literally the best kid in America. Um, Right. But can you win a national title with Oscar Sheway or Hunter Dickinson or Trace Jackson Davis or any of these traditional bigs on the defensive end or the offensive end, for that matter, if you don't have the spacing? Or shooting. Yeah. Or shooting. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. God, I didn't mean to get into all this so quick. Well, I, I want to say real quick, my take on Dewan or what's his name? It's it's not Dewan. DJ Dewan's son. DJ. Yeah. DJ, you guys are. T- I know you, Josh. You're your best friends in the world. Are your high school teammates? Uh, you, Jeff, you still tight with your buddies from high school? Of course. Milt Milt Wagner and Kenny Payne won a national title together when Kenny was a freshman at Louisville with Purvis. Milt was a senior. You, those guys are brothers. They're brothers. And he might, this kid, and Cal's got a great relationship with Milt. He's got a great relationship with DeWan. He may go to Kentucky. Kenny hired Milt on his staff. Right. I just, right. I just don't see it. And, and yeah, I should say, I Louis. don't know. I'm, I don't know anything. I'm just basing it on my, my feelings. It's his show at Louisville. Like, look at it objectively, guys. Object, which, which is what I'm doing here right now. Right. Like, it's your show. You're a ball-dominant guard. Go to Louisville, average 20 as a freshman, and, and get picked in the top. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think he's got some, like, Cole Anthony in him a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's good, you know, though. That's good. I, yeah. I get worried about those guys that, because they're hyped – because of their name early they're they're like uh or there's an anomaly like the twins the harrisons they were you know number three and number five at and it was a lot it was a yes ultimately it was about the the anomaly the twin it's cool and they're gonna go and and but yeah you see it so many times so i i worry about that with him uh, uh too but where do you that being said and I totally see, because I worry about chemistry problems with a squad like that. Where do you think he'll go? I don't know. I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not plugged in enough to be able to tell you on that one. I, you know, again, looking at it objectively, 
I would say you probably go to Louisville at the end of the day, because what does every kid want? Every kid wants to, to get to the next level. Every kid wants the opportunities at Louisville. You look at that team and you're like, okay, like, yeah, we're not very good. We're not going to compete for a national title. But if you told the kid you could be the number one pick or you can win a national title, what are they taking? Yeah. 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 We know what they're taking. 99 of 100 are saying, I'm taking the number one pick. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, okay. That's interesting. Do you, um, oh, here's a question just for next season. Who do you take on your team right now to, Amando Boycott, Drew Timmy, or Oscar Shibay? Shibay. Um, because they're all you know post players that, interestingly, there's the not one? a lot of uh, boycott, boycott from from uh, Carolina. Boycott, huh? We're calling them yeah, boycott, boycott, boycott. Um, uh, but ironically, all three of them not high on anybody's NBA draft board. But the three Neither probably Jackson Davis. Of yeah, Indiana, yeah. Right? Like yeah. all these dudes now are coming back because, and they're making out because yeah. they're, they're, they're G league guys. Maybe they make a roster mm-hmm. and instead they're getting paid more money by going back to school. And you have to love college to do it. Right. Like I Kofi Coburn didn't love class. So right. what did he do? He said, I'm out, I'm out. Right. Yeah. The rest of these guys, Hunter Dickinson is another one you could throw into that, that group. But those guys right. are more valuable to Kentucky to yes. than they were to the NBA. And 100%. so the, but and I like that for them. I really like that for them. You know, what pisses me off is that guys like uh, we can name a, a thousand guys like Aaron Kraft yeah. couldn't make money when he was playing college. Now, mm-hmm. because that's his that's his Knicks. New York. Now he'll Knicks. make more money than you or I because. He's going to be a uh, yes. doctor for years, but you're right. Yeah. I get but what you're it's saying. just that that part of it really crushes me. All of the, you know, Mateen Cleaves, yep. you can go back, guys who mm-hmm. were stars for four years, who yep. could have, you know, let's just say maybe banged out a million dollars over four years due to endorsements or whatever. Oscar. Oscar's yes. going to take care of his kids and his kids' his kids. Like, like he, Oscar is going to make so much money, hopefully, this year. Again, you know, maybe not life, life changing, but life changing from where he came from. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's no great. So to answer your question, Josh, I would go Oscar number one. Okay. Drew Timmy scares me just because he can't score over length and athleticism. That's mm-hmm. what scares me about Timmy. Baycott is a rebounding machine too. And I, I love Baycott too for, for, for the reasons I said this to him this past uh, final four, I said, you're the most, he called me out. I don't know if you guys remember. I called them soft back in November. Ah. When they were soft. soft. When they were, they were soft. So soft. They Carolina were. was yeah. so soft. Yeah. So I called them soft. Hubert Davis, I guess, I found this out at the Final Four. He played the clip to them shortly after. Right. So I got the microphone, and I was going to ask Baycott a question, and he looks at me. He goes, I've been waiting for this. Good. And, and I, I laughed. Good. I was like, this is good. He was entertaining as hell. He did it respectfully. Like he was like K, uh, Caleb Love. I, I don't want to say it was the opposite, but like Caleb Love, I asked him a question later at the final four. And I was like, what, what flipped the switch to where you guys weren't really soft? And he's like, I didn't think we weren't soft. 
And I'm like, come on, man, your own coach. Admit, everybody admitted you, you knew you were soft and you didn't play well together, but Baycott was awesome. So I think he was as entertaining a play a person at the final four since Good. the year of uh, big baby and Joakim Noah together were insane. Wow. Oh, yeah. I could have listened to those two dudes all day. Noah was probably so you know high as a kite through through most of it. <laughs> big baby was big baby back then. Big baby. Like they were they were awesome. And Big Cot wasn't that level, but he you need an entertaining dude. You sure do. Yeah. You yeah. Sure He's supposed to be a great kid. And people great. I've heard I've heard that too. Oscar's gonna make it. I and I say this to Josh all the time. Yeah. He, because no matter you what you go to any game you see him play in or watch on TV from now on, and you'll never get it out of your mind. He's faster than everybody on the court, guards included. Plays so hard. End to end. He the when the ball goes, yeah. he beats everyone down the floor. Sometimes he's waiting on the guards. Yeah. And that's just, you know, it's want to, and it's his skill, but it's it's just his desire. He's as conscientious as they come, and I love that. Right. He, I'm telling you, I could talk to Oscar Shibwe all day. All sits, day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jeff, I you, came so, last year. I went to that like media day. Yeah. So yeah. last, and I'm sure we'll get into this too. Um, I went in last year because I hadn't talked to John Calipari and I don't know, have been like 12 years that, that we had an actual conversation. Wow. Other than like minimal, like as minimal as it got on the recruiting trail, but we didn't get along. Hadn't talked in about 12 years. And um, the former sports information director, Eric Lindsay, yeah. kind of got us together. And Eric is the best. Good. Great. Awesome yes. dude. Awesome dude. He got us together. So I, and we had tried to do it even before the pandemic. And because of the pandemic, we couldn't do it for a year and a half, two years, whatever it was. So I, I flew out just for that last year, um, right around this time, maybe a little bit later, maybe a little close. Right. It had to be a little bit yeah. later, media day. So a couple of weeks from now yeah, and um, sat down with Cal for a while. And before that, the day before was their whole media day. And, you know, it was like every player is really good. Like I wish more schools would do this um, and every player. And I, I wanted to get around to everybody, but I found myself, I was over with Oscar and I'm like, I can't <laughs> leave Oscar. Like I can't leave the dude. He is his, his smile. his just like purity. Everything about that kid, you just love. You want to, like, yeah. the, best. the best. I know. He I know is. He is. Talk about that. Uh, your How did uh, your relationship with Cal turn contentious? Like, and, <laughs> and, and, and the fact that it, yeah. so many years, what happened? Years. It started with a... Um, First of all, it's a tough business for late relationships, if you're it being is. direct, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, listen, they don't like me at Arizona. I went to school there. They don't like me. They don't like me anywhere because I'm going to say <laughs> it the way it is. I am. And fans you have don't plenty like of people that you have plenty of people that do like you. They go back and forth. They like me <laughs> yeah. when I say good things about it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But they're listen, most college basketball coaches are thin skinned. They just are because there aren't a lot of people out there. Um, calling them out. They're right. kissing their ass. Like, I've got a K. I've got a K. I've got it Roy. I didn't talk to Roy for six months. Um, again, Sean Miller. I went to Arizona. Didn't talk to him for a year. Like, right, right. It's just the way it is. So Cal was a little bit longer than everybody else. 
obviously. <laughs> there were a couple issues. It, it started the year uh, Memphis played Tennessee, and there were one versus two, and Tennessee was going, Bruce Pearl was going to um, Memphis. And I wrote a story. There had been a bunch of stuff that had happened within their program at that point. Uh, I, I think Joey Dorsey had made it rain in a bar. Uh, Pierre Niles had punched a fan at UAB. Robert Dozier had allegedly hit his ex-girlfriend. There were a bunch of things that happened. So I wrote a story. I was with Fox at the time. I wrote a story saying, hey, like, Cal, get your dudes in, in line here. Like, you got a chance to win a damn national title. Implement a curfew. Get your dudes in line. Okay? And, and I didn't have to dig for anything. It was literally listing all the things that had happened. And he had uh, Derek Kellogg, his assistant at that time, call me. And he said, uh, this was like, I wrote it on like a Wednesday. The game was on Saturday. He said, uh, yeah, Cal told me to uh, pass along a message that you're not welcome in Memphis. I said, okay, well, you know, you know, you can't ban anybody from an entire city. So I'll see you this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was the start of it. And, and it was fairly harmless. Like it wasn't right. that bad. We had just gone out to eat, I think months prior at Gus's Chicken in Memphis, all of us, Derek Kellogg, Cal. Like, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was a fairly harmless story. Um, that, that, that started it. And then the other big one was um, they were recruiting a kid named Abdul Gaddy at the time. Yeah. Abdul Gaddy was a top player from Seattle. His mother worked at FedEx. She had been at FedEx for like 12 years. And uh, they had COO, COO of FedEx was a guy named David Bronzak. He was the number two guy. And he started basically recruiting the mother. Well, I had the mother on the record telling me that this guy was recruiting her and recruiting Abdul Gaddy. So I was at Fox again, their title sponsor. Do you remember who it was? It was FedEx. FedEx? <laughs> FedEx. Yeah. A hard one to get through. It yes, took it a is. while to get that yes, story through. Because you had they're to like, massage that. Why are we writing Boy, this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. What are we doing? Yeah, here? yeah. So finally we ran it, and that was the one that I think put it over the top for, for Cal. Okay. And, and, right. and he said – when we talked, we, we hashed it out and he said, you made it personal. And I said, well, I probably did because you tried to get me fired after at Fox. And uh, I said, I probably did make it a little bit personal when you tried to get me fired. I probably, yes, the, the Bostonian in me probably came out mm -hmm. and I was probably a little pissed off um, as he was when For I wrote sure. that story. I'm right, sure, sure he was. It didn't make yes. it look good to FedEx. Um, but I think, you know, bygones are by. And I said that. Good. I said, Cal, listen, man, I'm too old for this shit now. I don't, I don't dislike you. I have all the yeah. respect in the world for you, what you've done at Kentucky. It's insane. Now, we, we should talk a little bit about where he's at right now. Where he's at is a lot different than where he was a year ago. Yeah. yeah. But, but I have all the respect in the world for what you've done at Kentucky. And I would still say to Kentucky fans, even with what's happened the last two years, be careful what you wish for because Amen. you had Billy Clyde Gillespie. Amen. God. It, it, it's it's, it's no, it's he's the perfect guy people. for the job. Right? Oh yeah, he's he's not just a great coach and has had great success and made us such a cool program. And there's peaks and valleys. Everyone just wants it to be you know the best always, but he's done a pretty damn good job at making it almost the best always. But you know you don't know what you're going to get with the new coach i don't care what right. now you you know like 
Billy Clyde was a bad fit, but you know, we all thought he was a, a great fit, but you don't know how to look, you look at Archie these, Miller. Let, let's yes. go with Archie Miller at, at Indiana. Everybody and their mother thought Archie Miller was a fantastic hire at Indiana yep. and it didn't yeah. work out. Chris, yeah. Chris Mack. I think Chris Mack is a brilliant 100%. basketball coach. Yep. Brilliant. Thought there was no way he could fail at Louisville. No way. I mean, it no fit. way. I it know. Fit. Just, In every just way, crazy. it looked like it fit. And now, again, what I will say in his defense a little bit is the year of COVID when the tournament got yes. shut down. Oh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. if they go to a Final Four? Right. right. Right? None of that shit matters the last two years ago. Yeah. The last two years. Very he fair. got some equity. He didn't. And then the Dino Godhill thing. Was, yeah. Honestly, it was more comical to me. It was more One like of the craziest things ever. Yes. It was. I mean, you're going to get suspended for what? For what? What did he do? <laughs> what did he do? What did he do? He fired the guy and he didn't have somebody from human resources in. Like, come on. What are we doing? <laughs> so you're going to get uh, suspended. Yeah. For but uh, again, you just. You just don't know. No, There's don't so know. many circumstances mitigating that. You, you yeah. have to, and so people that are like, get him out. Right. And, you know, after a, that's crazy talk. K lost in the first round. People, you yeah. know, Kansas is the, it, it eventually now, yeah, catches you. What I will say is, will there anybody will, will anybody be tighter on the planet than John Calipari going into the first round matchup this year? Anybody? Yes. Yes. Me. Who? Yeah, me. Yeah, we have no control. Listen, if they lose again in the first round, oh oh my god, not happening. I I agree, but oh my god, that's all I'm saying. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If right, if uh, if lightning struck twice, it'd be there'd be be, it'd be crazy tough. Jeff, how did you? uh, Yeah. uh, Speaking of the Varsity Wildcats, how did a kid from the from Massachusetts, end up all the way out in Arizona where the JV Wildcats reside. Yeah, the JV uh, Wildcats. <laughs> I like it. Hey, the kittens. The kittens. Good teams, the, kittens the kittens. They had some good guards, didn't they? Did is that? Yeah. Did you go out there because of their how good their sports programs I mean, were? It was. It was easy. It was in whatever whatever order you want to put this into. Sean we'll, Elliott we'll go, and them. We'll go uh, uh, basketball, uh, weather, and girls. Okay. All right. And whatever, yeah. whatever order you want to throw them in, I, I probably wouldn't put them in that order. But, my youngest um, is a senior. My youngest daughter is a senior there this year. And really? uh, yeah. And you know, I, I'd, I'd gone down there a bunch when I was playing in Phoenix. It's just, you know, unless you've been there, you can't, you can't really understand. Well, you can't understand why the university of Arizona can recruit better than ASU. It doesn't make sense until you go there and you realize it's, you know, it's Lawrence like in in its way. It's a college town and that's Mm. all they care about. And they treat the athletes like they're superstars, like they're professional athletes. Right. It was um, it was fun when I got there, because when I got there, you know, you know, it's like point guard you after a while with loot. But when I got there, it was like Ed Stokes, Sean Rooks. You know, like those dudes. It was like the Twin Towers. And then were you playing at Bear Down, playing uh, pick up at Bear Down and all that stuff? Yeah, I bet. And then it was like Khalid Reeves and Damon Stoudemire. People forget how good Khalid was. Khalid really good. Really good. So, yeah, I got the bug there. I kind of got it here a little bit. Boston College wasn't bad when I was growing up. They were actually pretty good. Dana Barrow, some good players. 
Um, so I got a little bit there, but yeah, Boston's a pro sports town. Like BC could be 20 and 0, yeah. and they would have been on page 11 of the sports section of the Boston Globe. And they they right. were right like when right. Jared Dudley was was here. They, nobody cares really until they're 20 and 0 and Duke comes to town. Yeah. Or yeah. Back then it was Syracuse comes to town, somebody like that. Right. Right. Well, you kind of you you went from a lot of the beginning was a lot of high school stuff, yes. grassroots. Yeah. And 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 that's you followed, you went to all these the peach jams before they were peach jams and evaluated these kids. Uh did you have any sort of mentor for that that helped you know what to do and get started? And also in your evaluation of talent, I mean, you didn't play big time ball, anything your whole life. Now, I I didn't either. I've watched it my whole life. I, I you know, think I know it. And then I watch a game with Rex and he's like, oh, look at his feet. <laughs> yes, I'm like, yes. what? He's got great feet in his hips. Turn. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, the, the guy, I just saw a guy bank it and he's like a guy not even in the picture. He's like, oh, my God, he's going to be special. The guy that just stood outside, like, did, did, did anyone like say, oh, this, you got to look towards this or that or hands or. No. So I didn't have anybody mentor me, period. Um, I was always just kind of a guy that would be assertive, get things done, um, listen to as much as I could, right? Soak in as much as I could from anybody I was sitting next to on the bleachers, coaches, whoever that I could learn from right. you know, as much as anything, right? right. Like the people that had played, the people that were coaching, evaluating, listen, still to this day, like, I'm going to get so much wrong. I, I have yeah, opinions yeah. and I'm, I'm not afraid to voice them. And when you're that does. way, you're going to get a lot wrong. And, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't afraid interviewing James uh, Worthy. James Worthy at age 14. You said you weren't afraid. Where does that come from? Uh, like, were you that way at age eight? Where no. is your dad? Or, uh, you're obviously, you obviously, uh, I guess what I want to know is were you always outgoing did you have to get over being shy any of that stuff because obviously you you communicate so well and at this stage you know that's what you do your relationships are everything were you always very social no 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 as a matter of fact like i would cover games when i broke in uh i was freelancing for a little bit of everybody freelancing for the associated press here in boston started covering like Harvard basketball games, then would cover some Red Sox, some Patriots, Bruins, wow. everything, wow. you name it, Celtics. And I remember still to this day, like I would go up in the press box for Red Sox games and everybody kind of knew everybody. And I would just kind of put my head down and watch yeah. and, and learn and just not really say a whole lot. And, and like, you got to know where, when you're, where your place is, yeah. you know, like even I remember like seven, eight years ago, I'm out at the peach jam um, outside and it's like Bob Huggins, Frank Martin, Andy Kennedy. Okay. And they're telling stories. You know how many words I said that night? Like maybe five, wow. maybe five. <laughs> yeah, I knew yeah. like, you don't Smart. talk, you listen, yeah. you listen to those stories and yeah. they're phenomenal and you can never repeat them, but they're phenomenal. <laughs> you, you, you have to know your place. And at that point in my career, I knew my place. My place was just to kind of watch and learn from guys like Tony Maserati, um, 
who has really made it here in Boston and done a great job covering the Red Sox and everything. And um, guys, Gore needs was up in the press box then who, who again was a national guy, Bob Ryan. I mean, listen, I'm guys, I'm doing a podcast now with Bob Ryan on a weekly. Bob Ryan was my idol. That's great. That's like great. my idol. So we're doing the same thing. I'm doing one with Rex. Right. It's like, <laughs> I get it. Right. I get it. Right. It's like, I don't care how annoying Rex Chapman is right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this damn podcast till, till he says he's not doing it anymore. Right. This podcast is brought to you by Branded Bills, the best place online for premium headwear and apparel. Branded Bills has hundreds of designs available, including our popular state collection, where you can show your pride with hats, shirts, hoodies, and more for all 50 states. Are you a company looking to brand your business? Branded Bills also offers custom apparel options that can meet your brand standards with fast turnaround and shipping. To shop or learn more, visit brandedbills.com today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeff, uh, you and I have someone uh, that both in our, our past, a, a mutual friend, um, and I don't know if you know, I grew up uh, idolizing him um, and then played against him and then was coached by him for uh, a year or two. Um, no, uh, Derek Smith. Oh. And uh, oh. you came across Derek and uh, and Derek passed away the summer that um, he was coaching with us. But I'd spent a year or two with him as a player where he was coaching me two of the best years. And I almost want to cry thinking about it just because Nolan had just been born. Nolan, his son, who's no, now, no. who was at Duke, uh, obviously had a great career at Duke. Uh, and now he's at Louisville as an assistant coach. Uh, talk to me about, uh, you know, when you cross paths with Derek for the first time. So again, it was like shortly after the James Worthy deal, I was probably 15, maybe, wow. maybe 16. <laughs> I was maybe 16. Derek Smith took me out to lunch and spent two hours with me when I was like 16 years old. The mm, nicest beautiful. human, like, like He's I, the I, nicest like human ever. Yes. I'm like you. I, I like tears. And that's why, mm. honestly, with Nolan Smith, like I've known Nolan a long, long time. I would do anything for that kid because Same. when somebody does something for you mm -hmm. or for me, more of my daughter now, right? Like if like Scott drew, I'll give you a great example, guys, Scott drew. I'd like to say I'm objective with Friend of the show. This dude, nobody on the planet has been nicer to my daughter who has tried to break in. This is a girl who has her first 14 years wanted to be a theater girl. Okay. So, and then she flipped it. She didn't like sports. She would come to games with me and I don't even know what she was looking at, but it was not the court. Okay. <laughs> we went to a, I remember went to a Red Sox game once the girl was playing cards in the stands with, with, <laughs> with my niece had no interest. All of a sudden it flips about five, six years ago, probably five years ago. And Scott drew 
was her biggest supporter. And he was like, anytime she wants to interview me, and he's we're on a text thread. He texts her all the time, all the time, not me, her. So number one was he wins the national title. And the next morning, he texts Talia. Next morning, wins it on a Monday, texts her on a Tuesday. When are we doing our interview? He did wow. it with her that Thursday. That Thursday. Wow. Then he says, you got to come out to Baylor. You know, we're going through all our school visits. And, and she's looking at, you know, a lot of big 10 schools at this point. And she wasn't going to go to Baylor. She wasn't. But, and he knew that. But he's like, come on out. So we come out for a game. He Fantastic. treats her like a recruit. Yeah. We here was the kicker. This, this, this did it for me. He's got two sons and, and a daughter. His daughter is a freshman at Baylor, same age as Talia. He says, All right, here's what we're gonna do. I've never done this before. We're gonna go out the four of us for dinner. This is the night before the Texas game. The night before the Texas game in Waco, we go out for dinner, the four of us at some steak place there for three hours. You know how many times he looked at his phone? Not once. Not once. The oh. entire time that he bought now, now it's kind of creepy. Now <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. No, robot. That, that's, robot. that's the thing. It's a that's leap. the thing. It's he until you're Josh and I had him on, and I, but I I worked with Scott. Oh, he's recently. a dork. He he's a is, dork. but he's a star. He's a star on TV. He's going to be a star whenever he decides to get out of it. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. You think that this is bullshit. He's there's nobody can be that. Well, you know, that was the MO on him. When, when, when I was recruiting 15 years ago, every coach in America was like, this dude is full of shit. There's no (laughs) way he can be this nice. There's no way he can be this happy. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's legit. It's yeah. genuine. All of it. And again, listen, I'm going to be objective because that's what I am. I put Paul Hewitt is the coach I probably am closest with and have been over the years. I put him in the hot seat two times. Okay. Put right. him in the hot seat twice. You have to, you have like, you got to be honest. So if Scott drew, but like, what do you got to say negative about Scott drew right now? Zero. You can't. Right. Right. Um, what would you uh, this this upcoming season? What's the is it the, the year of the big? What is it in college? Is it it is? It's the year of the big. Just I mean that's the easy um, that's the easy kind of mantra with this this year. But I think there's so many uh, storylines with it. Again, I, I think you know Duke, John Shire, right? I mean that's yeah. what you want to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, rookie wow, head coach. That, I can't even imagine what that that's going to look like. Right? I mean, what a class. Yeah, what a is Chalice, it, it's 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 K at every game, like every he home says game. He's not going to be at any, and and I think it's the <sighs> dumbest thing ever. Like, why are you going to go overboard if you want to go to a game? Go to a damn game. Sit behind the bench if you want to. Maybe you wait. You don't go to the first game. But I bet but he does. Point, I bet he'll go. Maybe I he's hope, just he saying. Said he I wasn't, hope he, I guess. Yeah. But, but like Man. that's one storyline. Is Carolina the Carolina we saw in the NCAA tournament? Or are they the Carolina that was mediocre for 90% of the year last year? Right. Is Kentucky right. going to do yes. something yes. and win a game in the NCAA tournament yes. for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. Fella. Easy what there, a, There's a lot. Easy. There's a lot, guys. <laughs> I know. Like, it's there got me is. excited yeah. just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And I love seeing right? just how enthusiastic you are. And that's why you're uh, great at what you do. What's, yes, I, you, what's I you going to do? Because And I've got a soft spot for – 
for Indiana. I was recruited by Bobby way back in the day. Watched a ton of Big Ten basketball. Could you have up. made it? We, hey, could you have no. made it playing for Bobby? Mm-hmm. No, no way, uh, right? No, no. I mean, he was kind of like my dad, and I barely made it in his house. Uh, <laughs> so, but no, I love I love Assembly Hall. Um, I, I and college basketball is just better when Indiana is good. And, you know, we've always had Kentucky has always had such a great rivalry with Indiana that I mean, that was really at growing up. Yes, Kentucky Louisville was a big thing, but they didn't really play. They hadn't played in years. Kentucky, Indiana was a huge thing. And Indiana Louisville was a good, you know, matchup. So I I just I I root for Indiana. How's Indiana going to be this year? Listen, I, I root for Indiana because of my 50 grand I'm paying a year. Right? <laughs> I hear you. So I root I for you. Indiana. Um, I hear you. It's so weird because when when they hired Mike Woodson, I told you guys this before I came on, like nothing's off limits for me. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to my detriment. I'll probably be too honest. So when they hired Mike Woodson, I said, 63 year old head coach who's never been in college. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. And uh, I said, unless he get, gets a really good staff. I, I always learn that now, right? Yeah, like, right. Staff can there you go up for maybe not being plugged in enough or, or working hard enough. Cause generally let's face it. A lot of these former NBA players and coaches that come over to college don't Fair. understand. I don't want to say work ethic cause they do. It's mm-hmm. just different. It's, it's different. Brad, Brad Stevens told me when he took the job here in Boston, he was like, Nobody calls me anymore. Yeah. Nobody, I, nobody, I'm looking for people to talk to now. And I drive home and I got nobody calling me. I don't have to call anybody. It's it's a different ball game when you have yeah. to be on the phone with recruits all the all time, 24 seven. Yeah. So I said, like Mike Woodson, I'm not really bought into it. And then I wrote a, a story with about uh, 50 examples of, of former NBA <laughs> Chris Mullen, you know, um, I mean, you Avery, named, you, yeah, you well, Avery, probably not Avery yet, but yeah, I'm with, Avery, I get yeah, it. Avery wasn't good. Yeah. Mark Price. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. name it's it. It's hard. There are 90% of them. Like Damon Stoudemire was actually one of the good ones at Pacific. He Patrick's finding it out now. Uh, pa- Patrick, you know, at, at, at Georgetown, it's a, it's a really hard, you know, and this is an important year for him. I root for Patrick, no matter what, he's a friend, uh, but that. also it's, it's a different work and you're not, Yes, there's some ass kissing that goes on in the professional ranks. Not like I, this. Not like this. Not and not when ass. and not when right? you're kissing yeah. their, you're not kissing though your players' asses, par- parents' asses right. in the pros. Right. You know, you're. It's just it's different, and uh, yeah. it, in many ways, the NBA is much easier. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope Indiana is good. I do just because the better they are the more I can justify getting out to Bloomington and my daughter, there you go. You know, not being able, I think she'll be fine anyway, as long as I give her money and yeah. take her out for a good meal, <laughs> yeah. I think she'll be fine anyway. She I'll will. find out I'm going out there literally, you know, this weekend for, um, for parents weekend. Great. Um, I gotta, I gotta have a little, that's talk great. Well, football gotta, game. Yeah. You got well, a football if you, game. If you, if you want to call what Indiana plays football. <laughs> hey, how about the cats football team? Huh? Unbelievable. Like best in my lifetime as a sustained program <laughs> in my entire lifetime. This oh, yeah. is it what, right now. What, what Stoops you, has done. 
What do you make of what do you make of the whole football school basketball school? Thing? I, I think it's entertaining. Like I like you know me. I like pushing the buttons a little bit, right? Like it's entertaining to me. It's always going to be a basketball school. I don't but, think what he said was wrong. I look, I, right. I okay, here's my point. Go ahead. In we are in basketball, we're Alabama, right. correct? I mean, is that even okay? And everybody that's recruiting success, but right, right, right. But but as that, that, that team at the top, I think that's all he was saying. We're still in football. We are getting, we're in the top half of the sec and we're, we're beating teams like Florida. Now it's amazing, but we're still shooting to be Alabama. And that's all, that's all I thought he said. Yes. Maybe he said it in a, a weird way or an insensitive way, but whatever. The great thing is I've seen those guys out before. They like each other. Yeah. They may not love each other today. Like today they probably have, have a little bit of of massaging in their relationship that they need to do. But like at the end of the day, I I think Stoops understands. And and he probably is a little pissed off. I'm like, Hey Cal, like you get whatever you want there. (laughs) Everybody treats you, you know, and Cal saying like, well, I want a better practice facility, which I think is so overblown anyway. Like you think these practice facilities now, it's a bunch of bullshit. I was just at Texas <laughs> Tech last year. The thing's ridiculous. It's got like six huge, huge screens. It, it's too much. Like now they're not going to happen as much anymore with NIL, by the way. Like those aren't right. going to be what they've been over the last five, 10 years because the money that was coming in for that, is now going to players. Right. Do you remember? Do you, did you ever see any games? Have you been in old Memorial Coliseum at UK? No. no okay. Well, there's a there's a it's where our Lady Cats play now. Yeah. But it's it's very <laughs> Lady traditional. Cats. Uh, yeah. It, 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 isn't that what they're called? Yes. <laughs> no, no, that's oh, uh-uh. no, it's all us. Kentucky. They do call it the Lady sir. Cats. No, they're uh, the Lady Cats. Okay. Okay. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's what they used to be called. Um, so mm, did. But Valerie it's, still. An, it's an old, old building, but it's great. That was where we practiced and our, our, we had a universal machine under the bleachers, a universal weight machine. My freshman year at Kentucky under the bleachers at UK. And when you talk about the overblown practice facilities, right. you only you need pretty good so players much. back then. You got pretty good players, right? right? It's all an arms race though. These yeah. coaches are all like, well, he's got it. Providence has got this ridiculous practice facility. So if Providence does, Danny Hurley is yeah. saying, well, like, at UConn, we need it. We need better than Providence because we are a better program. Than, like, come on. Like, right. Ugh, right. I don't know. Jeff, Jeff, what's your what's your favorite movie? No, 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 yeah, no. Rex. Yeah, I got yeah, him for a second. Okay. You, you got us. You got us All right. uh, in your preseason ranking seven. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Explain Who's yourself. Who's better? What do you mean? Who's better? Like, first yeah. of all, you can throw a bunch in a hat, but but I just want to like who's making I realize that. Like, if CJ just... Frederick's not healthy, if CJ Frederick isn't, and and we don't know yet if he is, who right. is making shots from the perimeter? Like, where's the spacing on this team, Rex? I understand that, but you you know see him that better with, than I with do every team. Point. No, you see you that can't. there's weaknesses with that with every severe, team in that hey, regard. Severe can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Oscar can't Fair. shoot. Fair. Casey Wallace is not a great shooter from what I remember seeing him on the, on the circuit. Mm-hmm, he is the toughest mm-hmm. MFR 
I love him. I love do. him. You told me that a long time ago. You I said you love too. him. I love do him. too. That's that's really why I like this team. Watching him play mm-hmm. in the Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, he's a basketball player. Like I, a badass. I, I really like him better. Oof. Yeah. I like him better just the way he plays than I liked our kid last year who ended up being a first-round pick, Ty Ty. Ty. And I, I, I really like Ty Ty. Ty Ty was just, better than he showed. Ty I know Ty that. I know that. the ball in his hands more. I, I understand that. I'm just saying this kid, he, he's got to know. He doesn't have to get somebody. He's always around the ball, yes. finds yes. his way to the ball, both You're ends right. of the court, and makes really good decisions. But Ty Ty could do this. Agreed. I feel like Agreed. he didn't have the ability to do this enough because the Playing ball was in severe. his hands too much. Agreed. Agreed. I'm pick- just saying we have the, the unanimous player of the year. We have the – Third leading assist player at both of them back at center and point guard. Yeah, playing over the top with what's his name with uh, uh, Damian Collins. Damian Collins. I like Damian. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then Toppin another year. uh, uh, The the Antonio Reeves can't shoot. Toppin can't really shoot. Yeah, but he's he's a really good high uh, college player. Three of the five guys in the starting lineup cannot shoot the ball consistently from outside of 15 feet. Am I wrong? Am I no. wrong? N- no. no, no. I mean, hopefully you're not. We'll see. But so, Antonio so Reeves is a Frederick, pretty good shooter. TJ Frederick might be the most important part in this team. Because yeah, I agree with that. That's I, I can agree with that. I played uh, against CJ's uncle, uh, Joe Frederick. Joe Frederick really? played at Notre Dame with David Rivers. He was, wow. They were back court mates. All right, and put you I, I on the spot. Fit, Josh, Josh, I, listen. I get I that. Like, I just wanted to hear. I, I, those are all legitimate and that's I wanted I to hear it from you. That's why with DJ Wagner, it's not about talent. Of course, everybody's killing me on Twitter. Like, well, how could you not take – look at all the talent they have. That's great. Like, Rex, you know that. Like, yeah. you can have all the talent in the world. Yeah. But if you, don't, if you don't have good – Fit roles, all of it. Chemistry. I don't think chemistry is going to be a problem with this team. My biggest problem is you can't win at the highest level if you don't have enough shooting. And and the other thing is defensively, is Oscar a liability at times? Yes, he is. Yes, he, he is. is. Just because they're you're going to put him in. He's going to be the pick on guy every time exactly. down the road. You're going to try to get him in a high pick and roll, get him to yep. switch, and then go right at his feet. Right. Right. Yeah. So there, uh, are, well then, there are weaknesses with every team. There are weaknesses okay. with every team. Yeah, spe- yeah, perimeter, shooting, perimeter shooting is your weakness. Is Indiana, same thing, guys. Indiana yeah. can't shoot. They don't have to. Yeah, you still got to score. Okay, last thing before we wind her down. Uh, say Cal decides to retire after this year. Oof. Let's say Oof. about three guys you think that would – because not just great coaches, that would be a fit. You talk about a fit. And you know it's tough in Lexington. You got to be the mayor as well. Yeah. You know you can't. You can't. That black thing can't come up at, at midnight madness and you freeze like Cindy Brady. You got to have a guy that that is there for it. So, so I would say one guy like Scott Drew, he might be a little too um, nice mm-hmm. in a way, but like he could handle the adulation, the, the, the shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah. 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 Ooh, by the way. Yeah. You, have you been, Josh, you've been to Waco? Uh, no, I haven't. All right. All right. You have to get to Waco that you live. How far do you live from Waco? Josh? I have no idea. 
Come on. How far? I don't I know. I've never been to Waco. It's not like that far. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to go drives there. down to it's Waco. Nice. Take a drive down and then you'll be like, how the hell did this dude? Do right. That? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is not Austin. It is not. And, <laughs> and you don't have, I know he's super nice, but Lexington is, you know, it's a red state. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's very conservative in that way. That's interesting. I never thought of that. Okay. A couple of other guys that might jump. I mean, like Chris Holtman, because he's from the area and, and his family, they grew up Kentucky fans. I think Chris is a great, great coach. He'd be mm-hmm. somebody. I don't know if if he'd be able to handle the the Kentucky. Like it's a lot. You know right. that. Like it's right. a lot. Like I love Chris, and again, like he knows he'd know what he was getting himself into. But he's been at Ohio State, where let's face it, nobody gives a shit really about yeah. hoops. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to think who else. I think I I just go back a Brinks truck up to. Uh, oh. uh, to Jay Wright's house and try to talk him out of uh he already said no (laughs) he's he's only going to the Sixers in my opinion that that'd be like the only place if if Doc fails this year something happens in Philly and it blows up I could see after a year off Jay Wright um you know maybe maybe doing that deal I just had another name that that hit me and I can't remember who it is now but I just had another a, a third name that I thought all good. Be, well, beard, like, could, could you get beard from Texas? That's I was going to ask you, yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. That's beard. Yeah. He, he's an outgoing guy and a great coach. Yes. Have it, you hung uh, out with him yet? No, I haven't. No. I haven't, but I, but I will. He put us doing? on a little text chain together. Well, I'm what, not going to call him like, no, no. Been, what have you been doing other than this I, pod? That, that would prohibit this, you from, this from takes up so out. much what, time. What am I going to call him and be so like, much. Hey, um, I, I'd like to go hang out with you coach because I like basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, he will let you, I'm not kidding. He'll let you watch film with him. And now you, you have to be in, it's going to be a long, long night. Uh. You can understand. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be some alcohol consumed and well, you'll okay. in there till two or three in the morning. You had well, me at alcohol. You had him. He's in now. Yeah, no no way, in. because there, there'll be people that say, because, you know, they all, all, all shoot for the stars. Like, uh, what about Brad Stevens? Yeah, I, I just, Brad Stevens would be horrible at Kentucky. It'd really? be a horrible, I think it'd be a horrible fit. He's Terrible. coached. He's, I mean, why? He's his personality, like, yeah, about yes. being the governor. But I mean, I, I'm, but Once he's no part of it. Wants no part of no. being bothered everywhere he goes. It would yeah. be miserable. He would, he would yeah, never. Yeah, he would yeah, be yeah. a horrible fit. Terrible. Good to know. Good Terrible. to know. Jeff, I don't think well, it'd be a great fit even in Indiana, which is probably his dream college job. Right, right. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. Jeff, what's your favorite movie all time? Gladiator. No doubt. Not even close. Not Perfect. even close. I could watch Gladiator. I'm not a guy who can watch movies over and over and over. I could watch Gladiator over and over. It's probably the only one that, that you could tell, like, every time it comes on. Every time. Fantastic. I can see that. Look, you're hyped now. I can see you watching that and running through a wall. Ah! Uh, I'm hyped because I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. I mean this. Listen, I mean this sincerely. Two of my favorite people, period, I've ever met doing this. I I, I consider myself fortunate to meet both of you guys and call you friends. No, I mean it. I mean it. Listen. Really nice. As you get older, as you get older, 
I get more emotional these days Same. than I ever Yeah, was. me too. Me right? too. Right? You get older mm-hmm. and I when I say goodbye to my daughter, we did a video. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I, I did a video. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. From outside Assembly Hall. And I'm like, I'm gonna be able to keep this shit together. I'm gonna be tough. I'm gonna say goodbye. We're gonna have some fun though. We're gonna do a video because she wants to get into what I'm I'm doing. Uh-huh. And uh I couldn't do it, man. No, nah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, you though. You know, I guess. I, I mean, it is beautiful. I, I, you, I, I've had, we've had to drop off four kids now at different times uh, after they leave. And it's brutal. It's, right? it's brutal. It's does brutal. Does it get any easier? It's happy. Yes. Just it like, does. yes, yes, okay. it does. But okay. it's, it's brutal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Front row center to watch any band or performer or dead or alive front row center. Hmm. I mean, you probably say like, if I ever could have watched Elvis, that would have been cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great. Plus you've already been on the Cougar town set and watched me work. That's right. It's amazing. It's It's amazing. I've been there and done it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Understandable. I would say, like you too. I love watching yeah. you too. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Puts on a show, like like just the energy you feel. Um, I listen, guys, I'm a big theater guy. I've seen the show rent probably 12 times. Really? Really? I Didn't... love we just saw it locally here in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, about a month ago. And it was Fantastic. awesome. Like they did a great job. I've probably seen it on Broadway seven or eight times, dating back to when I lived in New York. They wow. did these like $20 student front row tickets. So my <laughs> wife and I would get there early, put our name in for the lottery. And we probably hit on that maybe three times. Uh, Les Mis. God, that's great. That is Evan Hansen. Like I love, those are probably my top three shows of all time. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Hamilton would be in the top four. Sorry. I've, right, I've right. seen maybe three plays, Jeff, ever. Hamilton's one. Took my daughter a couple years ago. I've got to do more of that. I'm in like Brooklyn. It? Love it. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. We had no way to do this growing up in rural Kentucky. Well, that's you know? so I'm it's in Boston. Just, yeah, we did it. it's just something that I completely, you know, passed me by. And, and it's probably but it has a little Rex, bit too. Your kids are, are, are at an yeah. age now. I say oh, this yeah. to everybody now. Now, I only have one. So it's easier. You have four. And it's harder for you to do. But but I say this to everybody now who's got kids that are a little bit younger. Because uh, I did this the last eight or ten years. Take your kid, if you can, now you got four, take each one separately overnight because the memories, not just for them, it's selfishly. Like I took my daughter to Niagara Falls. I would take her to Broadway. The last couple of years, it was sporting events. She's a big Carolina Hurricanes hockey fan. Took her down there for playoff game. It's selfishly like for me. Yeah, I get it. Memories for us, Rex, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The best. Jeff. Jeffrey Neil Goodman, come back and see us during the season, will you? Done, done, done. I got to get you on my pod. All right, I'm in. That's the Anytime. return. The return deal is you guys got to come on mine. Anytime uh, you want. Yeah, Anytime for sure. You want. Jeff, this Thanks, has Jeff. been a ball. This has no. been a ball. Love Thank you, you. Yes, I love you guys. Much you love, Jeff. Much Anything love. Anything you need, and uh, hopefully I'll see you at some point. Uh, well, in in Lexington, we we never. Yeah, I feel like. We, we It'll probably be at the final. You guys gotta yeah, let me know yeah. when you're going. It'll probably be at the final. And when you'll year. be, you'll be in Austin this I'm gonna year. I'm going to get to Austin. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I'm going to work it around you being there this time, though. Perfect. Yes, sir. Yes, All right, sir. Perfect. Done. All right, Jeff. Hi to Thanks, right, man. Be well. All right, buddy. How much fun Jeff was that? Goodman. Oh, 
did they, I, I looked at our clock and I was like, oh, shit, we got to go. I mean, we yeah. got to talk to Jeff all after. Yeah. And look at me. I was like, stop it, Rex. I got <laughs> some questions. <laughs> you shut your mouth. You, you knew you, you knew that uh, our buddies were going to watch this later and they were going to give you shit for not asking any yeah, basketball. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, but I had to know what more about what he thought about our squad. You make Absolutely. good points. I understand. Yeah. And then I really want to know some thoughts about if, if Cal were to, you know, just decide yeah. to quit. No, I, what I love about Jeff and he did a great job of explaining it. Um, you know, his line of work is tough. Uh, oh, it, it, you're covering athletes and it, not only coaches are thin skin, but athletes are thin skin. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you grow up and, you know, your local newspapers, they, they blow you up your local. And then once you start playing in college, you know, you start getting a little, you know, people start chipping away at you a little bit. Well, when, when people like Jeff Goodman are covering you, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a platform and he's going to be honest about what he sees. And when I can remember, you know, he was, he brought up a couple of instances where relationships have gone South. I remember going through that. Like as a player, I'd see certain uh, journalists in different cities who wrote a shitty article, you know, just, said something about uh, Chapman hurt him more tonight than he helped him or whatever right. that was that sticks. Right. right and right. then you, you're just like, fuck that guy the next time you see him. Right. But it's basketball, it's sports. And over right. time, just like he said, over time, you know, we're getting we're too old to have yeah. these stupid grudges and whatnot. But it's tough, especially there are guys who kiss kiss people's asses. Yeah. Somehow. But Jeff's a guy who calls it like it is, and I really respect that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And you can tell through this, like, there's a narrative, especially in Lexington. You see him on Twitter, and he won't, you know, hold back. People just don't like him, but there's no way someone would watch this pod right now and think, you know, that he would change a lot of minds. They still might hate everything he says, but you can tell he's just a sweet, genuine guy. Yeah, I, there's no way, I don't think there's any way that if you like going out and having a beer, that you oh, wouldn't yeah. like sitting for an hour and having a beer or two or four with Jeff Goodman, right? No, yeah, there's- I mean, what a good, just seems like a good soul. Yep, yep, the way he lights up when he talks about his daughter, huh? Earnest, just yeah. earnest and right there. Earnest, yeah, that, earnest and honest. Yeah, that was fantastic. Well, that's a good one, Josh. Uh, you want to do it again next week? You know I do. You do? I really I see do. you got company. Yes. I'm going to let you go. All right. Okay. Oh, hey. Say hi. Hi, Say hi Jenny. Say bye, Say hi Jenny. To the world. Say bye, we'll Jenny. See you soon. Next time for Rex Chapman and Josh Hopkins on the Rex Chapman Show with Super Dope Josh Hopkins. We'll see you back here next week on basketballnews.com.